Hey everyone, welcome to the No Focus Radio Hour's Greatest Hits Volume 2. I'll be your DJ, the doorman, and I'll be spinning the tracks with the most velvety voices in the valley. Now from episode 93, we've got a special one we like to call Pothole Pete. And also the governor talks about how he wants to do something a little naughty to your rights. And our very own stupid asso talks about how to understand your team. Hmm. So let's go. The Fresno Focus Radio Hour. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Comedy and insight from the greatest minds in Fresno. A Lito Mine Media Production. That's right, this is the No Focus Radio Hour. We want to remind you to subscribe to the No Focus Radio Hour. We are available wherever podcasts are sold. And remember to subscribe and leave a review. It helps others discover our show. While you are reviewing, keep in mind that five stars is the correct number of stars. If you enjoy our show, please share it with your friends. And if you hate it, share it with your enemies. Become a member of the No Focus Radio Club at nofocusradio.com. You can find exclusive content and merch. You can find us on Instagram. You can find us on Twitter. You can find us on Facebook now and soon. TikTok, our handle is at nofocusradio. You can also find the rest of our shows at lightomindmedia.com. I can't be. Fresno. That's right. That's as right. As fast as we can, buddy. This is the No Focus Radio Hour. Yes. It is the only radio hour made for those who live in the Central Valley, for those who miss the Central Valley, and for those who aren't vaccinated in the Fresno Valley. <laughs> <laughs> Fresno Valley. I like that. That's good. It's a new name. You know what? Fresno, Fresno Valley. Yeah. Fresno Valley. It Big should be place. called the Fresno Valley because it's the best city in the valley. That's right. Suck it, Huron. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no, we love you. We love you if you have listeners. Well, it's crazy. Well, we won't get into that. It's just crazy what they call the valley. I mean, it's like the whole middle of California, yeah. all the way from, like, what, Sacramento all the way down yeah, to it's, Bakersfield. It's like Sacramento to, I think, past Bakersfield, and then pretty much, uh, like. Until the grapevine starts. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then everything um, we should sue everywhere. S- we should sue somebody. I mean, this, you know, Central Valley, or, you know, the valley is the Central Valley. Yeah, we got to sue a, some people here. Hey, I'm good. I'm down for that. You're these down days, for- yeah. <laughs> um, right. We have with us, as always, our beautiful cast of characters. We are missing uh, Don Schlicks. He is in Vegas this weekend. What? For the first time. For the first time. He's 40 years old. He's going to Vegas for the first time. Wow. Yeah. At 40. Yeah, I can't imagine what that's going to wow. be like. Uh, it's probably going to be terrible, himself? right? No, it's all, I think it's it's uh, him and his uh, wife and oh, I think okay. some other good. friends are going to see a concert, I think. Is so. it a special cool. occasion? Uh, is it a birthday um, or anniversary? No, no, I think they're just going to see George Strait, I believe. Oh, I'm okay. pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah. So, um... Yeah. Nice. I can imagine nice. going to Vegas at 40 and just hating it. 
I, I, <laughs> I could imagine. You know, yeah. it's not maybe as fun as when you're a kid. When you're in your 20s. And- yeah, when you're in your 20s. I mean, there's a lot of fun stuff to do in Vegas. Like now, I guess if you know yeah. what you're doing, I like going and seeing shows and things. Yeah, but, they have a lot of museums now. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of really neat places. And if you're bored, you just walk in downtown Las Vegas, and it's just like a total freak show. It's yeah. amazing. Oh, yeah. That's true. People are just dr- more drunk than they ever should be. Yeah. And there are all these people who have to stay within the circle, and you can go take pictures with them for money. And they are, some of them are scantily clad. Yes. yes. Well, you know, if you go to the museums and stuff, I think that would be cool, you know. To, yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah, you know, fact, kind of see the, the other side of Vegas, not necessarily the typical casino. In fact, thing. I read today that the MGM is auctioning off some of their Picassos. Oh, my what? gosh. Yeah, they have a bunch of Picassos. They're going to auction some of them off. And I think the show should buy one Ooh, because oh it would look cool to have a Picasso up against the wall. Do you think... And we get notoriety. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if you think it would be cool because we could get it, then we could like each add our own touch to it. You know, grab some oh, watercolors yeah. and add to I, it. I was thinking a big magic old, marker. I was thinking yeah. a big old no-focus sticker right on yeah, the middle of it. I bet it. you... Because you know, think about that. You have like his art and then all of our art combined. It would Ooh. only go up in value. It can only go up and skyrocket. Oh my gosh! To the moon! To the moon! We We need a Kickstarter, though. We need hundreds of millions of dollars to buy because the whole collection's going for six hundred million. Okay. Is this an actual painting or is it one of those digital things? No, it's an actual painting. Okay. You could go there and touch it and mark, mark, put marker on it. Wow! Yeah, I like that. I want to do it with the smelly markers. You know, like that'd be good. Scratch it and smell it. Yeah, that'd be good. Like Starry Night, it smells like, you know, a fart. Yeah, that's right. It starts like a blueberries and fart. No wonder that guy was, yeah. (laughs) Sounds like my normal nights. So, uh, okay, I am yes, there you go. the doorman, <laughs> Eric Orm, coming to you, looking for an attorney. To, we're going to sue some people about the name Central Valley. <laughs> Fresno Valley. Fresno Valley. And we also have Stu Padasso. I must die on the way here to the studio. So oh, I'm yeah. driving along on the way to Lightamine Studios, and I'm driving in one of those, you know, um, county areas with no sidewalks and little farmland and stuff. Ooh. And out in front of this house is a goat, just a loose goat, <laughs> walking really? around. And I'm looking, I go, that's really odd looking, you know, the goat out in front of the house, unattended. It's really odd. Then also my car starts going, dee, 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 because the car in front of me stopped. And so I had to slam on the brakes. Oh, no. Everything I was carrying in the car just threw to the front of the car. They stopped to look at the goat, you think, or what? No, they stopped to make a turn. I was the only idiot looking at a goat. Oh, you were looking at the goat. And I was thinking how (laughs) humiliating it would be when they ask, the insurance company asks what caused the wreck. And I say, I was distracted by a goat. goat. Yeah. 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 Apparently, I'm a child when I drive the car because I'm distracted by anything. Oh. Well, you know what? Speaking of. uh, You're the one. Speaking of driving cars. Yeah. Oh, and you have, we have Maxwell. Oh, I forgot about myself Johnny here. Johnny Knobs. They call me Johnny Knobs because I control the volume. <laughs> 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 That's the corniest idea I yeah. want. Um, goodness me. Speaking of, uh, we're talking about driving cars. Yeah. I was just looking at recently this new... Um, you know, the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill that got passed. Ooh, that's Ooh. a lot of money. That's a lot of money. And what's cool... Yeah. What's really cool about the $1.2 trillion is that directly, directly after they passed the $1.2 trillion, they then passed the uh, $3.5 trillion budget plan directly after that. Oh, I didn't even hear about that. Yeah, because, yeah, they were like, 1.2, everybody's freaking out, and then quietly they just passed another 3.5. Oh. So that's cool. What's in that? I uh, just more. 
you know, spending. Just you know, uh, mainly it so comes it's, with inflation. It's infrastructure, so they're going to do something really good with it. Like they're going create to f- our power grid, save it, so if we get an X flare from the sun, it's not going to go out for months at a time. Or another right? cyber attack. Sure, yeah, they're going to spend it on good things like that, right? Or yeah. fix the road, just fix a pothole. Yeah, that's you know, what's in it. Yeah, that sounds. Uh, is that is that what's happening? I love our leaders. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly overlords. what's happening. Well, um, I, I heard a little bird say something about uh, our uh, dr- uh, was it our director or secretary of transportation, mm-hmm. Pete yeah. Buttigieg. Yeah, how you say his name? Buttigieg. I, I don't know, but but Budigeg, 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 that he yeah. was, uh, he's looking into. They're looking into the back, going back to the mileage tax. Yeah, so very cool. Kind of tucked, tucked inside of this because they have to pay for it somehow, yeah, right? Yeah, and people don't realize, like, oh, of course, the government's going to spend one point two trillion. The government doesn't create. Um, I mean, yeah, they create money. But they don't create. Um, well, money. The, the, they don't really right. create money, right? They don't. It's the, uh, we uh, create money yes, for the government. Exactly. Let's see. Uh, yeah. So, you know, the, this is a quote. Um, I'll read this out loud here. It says that tucked inside of the bill, um, quote, it specifically notes, mileage information will be tracked. Oh, and this is for taxing you while you're driving. I forgot. Okay. We should put that out there. They want to start. Um, this is just a pilot program to see how it works. Like They're going to start a study right now. Mm-hmm. But you know how that goes. Yeah, of course. Um, the mileage program, your mileage information will be tracked via... OBD2 devices, those are the little devices in your car that give you diagnostic data, right? OEM collected telematic data. Now, that's just original manufacturer telematic data. So just what's whatever's in your car, if you have any sort of smart car or system, that's yeah. just going to beam directly to them. Oh, gotcha. So you have OBD2 devices, OEM collected telematic data, information from insurance companies, your smartphone, or, and this is a great quote, any other method that Secretary of Transportation Pete Buttigieg considers appropriate. It also doesn't address any provisions for your privacy of your data, nor how the information will be kept safe from bad actors, or it also doesn't prohibit the sale of the data to non-government or foreign government entities. Hmm. So that's cool. So we get a vote on this, right? I think it's going to be on the ballot. You would right? imagine. It's just, yeah, it's already passed. Oh, so they just threw this upon us. They just they just decided that our information doesn't mean anything. So they for, said, it's for the good. Screw it's for the you, good. democracy. The We're benevolent rulers. Bro. Right. Oh, exactly. Or what they said was, uh, they said exactly what our dear friend Arnold Schwarzenegger said the other day. This was actually today, I think. I don't know if you guys heard this. No, huh? Here you go. Play this for you. Come with me if you want to live. <laughs> live in denials. There's still people that don't believe in masks. There's still people out there that say, well, we don't have to do social distancing and all this kind of stuff. And I just think that uh, people ought to be reminded over and over that the experts are saying that we have to wear masks, especially when you go indoor. The experts are saying we still should wash our hands regularly. We should still do social distancing, especially now with this new comeback of the virus, which is the fourth round now, uh, that we have to really go and work together on that. And uh, there is misinformation out there. And my point of it was basically, look, I'm an expert on how to build a bicep. And so, therefore, I know exactly what I'm talking about. I've studied this issue. You know what the problem is? This video is much longer than I thought. Yeah. Well, that was enough, I think, to get the point, though. No. Wow. Oh, oh, what, They're what shooting was, at us. He... Oh, they found our studio. His Run! quote, his quote at what the was... end of this is, uh, it says this. <laughs> and what I wanted to say is, what they're saying is, he says, quote, uh, screw your freedom. Oh, did he really say that? Yeah. Wow. 
And, and wait, can you pull that up? Can That's you what play I'm trying that? to play here. We'll, let's, let's I know exactly okay. how to create yeah, this peak and all this stuff. We won't get in trouble for you playing this too so long. So, quick thing. So, no, these are all no the one that knows more about the virus. We'll have it in the background. Then. These yeah. are the experts who decided to release this damn virus upon us by doing all the testing in China. These are the experts that, these are the experts that funded it. Exactly. Funded the research. Yeah. Yeah. Who is he talking to? So, this is him talking to, um, I don't know, some people that I've never seen. Does anybody even listen to the guy anymore? Here they are. It kills people. And the only way we prevent it is is to get vaccinated. Uh, oh, we got some we got some good news about that too, by the way. About the vaccination. You ever watched uh, last week tonight? The guy in the middle looks like a fat guy from last week. <laughs> oh, what's this guy's name? John Oliver. Yeah, he looks like a big John Oliver. John, oh, there you go. Oh, let's pull that up. Pull that up again. There you go. Let's let everybody hear that. And not just to think about this is the governor well, my of California. freedom is being kind of disturbed here. No. Screw your freedom. Oh, there it is. Oh, screw yeah, your yeah. Wow. You, you can't ever be upset that your freedom's screw being disturbed your here. Your freedom, because your Yeah, you know, just a guy. And this was on. If people want to look this up, it's on TMZ. Yeah, we'll uh, post this. We'll post this on the show notes here, because that's always feels nice. I, I like. I I do like when elected officials. You know, and he's no longer, or yeah, but just he people was, who. Uh, well, he was. obviously has a lot of influence. I mean, he's he's a, a he's influencer. Yeah. He's he's a big yeah Hollywood guy. Yeah. He still has a little bit of influence. He has there. a few more Instagram followers than I do. Just yeah. a few. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, he's saying, "Screw your freedom. Screw your freedom." I love that. So nice. it doesn't matter. We're going to tax you in your car. It doesn't matter where you. You know, we're going to find out where you go. You're going to wear your mask. You go there. You're going to get vaccinated. Yeah, and well, you're going to have to. And, well, listen, uh, people, this is kind of, you know, in all honesty, we have some other topics to talk about. But if you think about the what is going on in this country as a whole, right. this is all kind of tying in to the same thing. You know, people have talked about for years, and they've been called conspiracy theorists and all this stuff about, you know, they want to follow you. You're going to have to uh, do as they say so you can go do what you want. Right. You know, and they will give you the freedom to do it. Uh, if you do certain things, and here we are, we're at the doorstep, of and this. that's why we have to change the location of the studio every week. In fact, this right. week we're broadcasting <laughs> out of the back of a me and Ed's. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it smells freaking delicious. At, at I'm going to go out there and get a pizza. The victory, oh the victory grill at yeah. Granite Park. Oh it smells God. so good yeah. right now. Um, yeah, but it really is. I think what people do forget is you. You know, it's not. And I think this is what a lot of people miss. And keep in mind, I am somebody who uh, got vaccinated. I am somebody who, in our business, wears a mask all day, all these different mm-hmm. things. Um, we comply. understand. However, that was our choice, right, as a company. But people, and, and my choice, the fight here isn't about a vaccine or a mask. It really is the fact that if they mandate something, you can mandate anything, and our, our we lend our rights to the government. The government is not allowed to um, strip us of our rights. Mm. We lend them our rights, right? We can strip them of rights. Yeah. Um, and we have somehow completely forgotten that. And so the real fight is is just by saying. I think what a lot of people um, start doing is they start assigning this fight to oh, it's people who just don't want to wear masks and don't care about people's lives. It's well, no, that that I don't. Maybe some people. That's probably true, but the majority is it's the it's the um, physical and kind of guttural reaction of uh, no, I'm a free person and I was born with natural rights and the government can't force me to do something. 
Right, because yeah. they were well, for and, us. and if you right. want to talk about experts, now he he brought up this thing about experts, experts, and if you want to talk about that, going back to the real quick, going back to just the mileage tax. Yeah, when was Pete Buttigieg an expert in transportation? Right, exactly. Okay, the so experts. I'm supposed to listen to him because he's supposedly talking to experts, and now he's an expert, and everybody's mm-hmm. everybody. So if anybody calls themselves, and that doesn't matter, it doesn't matter if it's if it's uh, you're talking about vaccine or you're talking about these extra taxes. Everybody can just say they're an expert, right? Right. I think the, the main problem, and we'll get into this with San Francisco here, but the main problem uh, a lot of this uh, is bringing up is that nobody, there's no, uh, nobody's asking questions. Right. That's the, that's the problem. It's like, why, wait a minute, let's put the brakes on for a second and find out exactly why we're doing this, not just going along blindly with what everybody says. Mm-hmm. Right, they're not questioning the they're experts. Not questioning. They're not saying why. And in school, and they, they teach that. Always question. Exactly, sources. exactly. And, and, and it's that there's other experts on the other side that say things different than these experts. But right. if they're never allowed to speak or if they're... Remember when all this started, our expert says, masks don't matter. Don't worry about masks. They just don't work. <laughs> oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Everyone wear a mask. This is the, these are the same experts, though. That's the problem is that all this flip-flopping was coming from yeah. the exact same experts They're that we were supposed to be. making up crap as they go along. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Understanding Teenagers. I am Stu Padasso, and this is a teenager. What is your name, teenager? Lexi. All right, Lexi. So you seem pretty angsty and, you know, emo. What is with the whole she's phenomenon? Can you tell me about that and explain it to me? She's? You mean she's? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> Basically, she's just came from random TikTok trends of us saying that there's ice in our veins. And now we just say she's every time something's cool. So you would put out your arm, point to your veins, and say she's? Yep, pretty much. And that means you have ice in your veins? Yes, because something's really cool. Oh, okay. So that's a uh, another teenager phenomenon explained to us older people. Well, that's wow. strange. Teenagers that was are very so cool. Weird. Yeah, like uh, Arno would say, "Listen to the experts." Yeah, <laughs> uh, so you have no experts. freedom. You have no freedom. Listen to the um, experts. Sheesh! I've never heard of this so. before. Yeah. Did you hear this from your daughter? Yeah, because I noticed my daughter was always holding out her arms, pointing to her veins like she's going to shoot up heroin. <laughs> that and say, is scary. Sheesh. sheesh! And I was going, "What is up with this?" And it drove is she doing nuts. it to people. Who's she doing this to? Whenever she sees something awesome, she'll just go sheesh. And this is like, what the heck is going oh on? Oh, my God. So finally, I, I grabbed that. a recorder, and I went into her room early in the morning when she was more susceptible to telling the truth. And I asked her, and that's what we got. So she, it's because something is cool, and she's saying, I have ice water in my veins because it's so cool. Huh. It's kind of like when that... we were kids, and we would say, that's cool or that's sick. Oh, yeah, that's but, sick. But those are real words, and they make sense. <laughs> yeah, I know, huh? But with kids Sheesh now, it's just doesn't make talky sense. Well, I understand. Like, how many times I had to explain to my parents, say, oh, that's so bad, or, you know, it's like, or, what? Oh, dude, that's sick. And go, yeah, well, yeah. what's wrong what? with it? What? No, it's They're sick. sick. No, it's yeah. cool. Bad. No, I mean, it's, it's good. good. Yeah. It's uh, good. No, why don't uh, you say bad? We are bad. Yeah, that's bad. But, but the whole pointing, I don't get that thing. Yeah. I don't know. But see, that's why I had to ask. That's why I had to ask my teenager. I don't know. I like that. Sheesh. 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 Yeah. Um, oh that was the sec- segment was called Understanding Teenagers. Next up from episode 112, we have two special guests, Austin Waltz and Mitch Perez. And we find out how everybody met Mitch and why they love him so much.
All right, everybody, we are back, and we are back with a very special guest. He's a good friend of mine. Um, his name is Mr. Mitchell Perez. Mitch, how are you? I am well. I am well. Happy to hear from you, Max. Oh, it's so good. Um, so, Mitch, you were, you were calling us from um, Denver, Colorado. Is that true? <clears throat> that is correct. I'm here in the... Uh... In the uh, the front range, as they call it. Yeah, how cold is it there right now? You know, I would say it's around like roughly thirty, but to us, no. we just call that you know just you know fall weather. Yeah, I was gonna say it's not that bad actually. Yeah, we here we classify no, that no. as butt numbing cold. Yeah. yeah, it's like yes. seventy eight yeah. in the garage, and I have a heater on because I'm freezing. <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, cool. you you acclim- you acclimate you acclimate, and you know I was I was unprepared when I came out here. I had nothing. I had a jacket and I had some shoes. And Oof. I learned the hard way. Now, we did that. We went to Denver probably that was almost a decade ago now. No. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Yeah. And um it was for our cousin's wedding and we went up to Estes Park or Estes, what is it? Estes Park? Estes or Estes. Yeah. Yeah. Estes Park, Tes- yeah. Testes yeah. Testes Park. And it was it was winter. <laughs> it was near Christmas. And we were just dumb. We were just wearing jeans and our like, <laughs> yes. you know, Nikes and really quickly we realized we had to go into like a winter store yeah. in Estes Park and buy everything. Yeah, like we, the snow whole, boots and <laughs> the whole yeah. DeBoss family went to multiple winter stores so we could load up on like <laughs> snow boots and pants, long underwear, just yeah. freezing. And then the night of the wedding, we get out and it's probably ten thirty at night, and our cars are just like covered in snow. Like we, you know, right. we don't, don't know what to do with that. And their rentals and the rental cars. Most of them have give you something to like brush the snow mm-hmm. away, you know, because they're like prepared for that. My car had nothing, so I'm there like with my bare hands trying to wipe snow off my windshield, and I look down and it's like <laughs> minus seven degrees. And I still remember Max uh. and I running into a McDonald's just to get warm, and <laughs> oh, they were just right. laughing at us. <laughs> we're just like, "Give us something hot. We need something <laughs> hot right now." And they were just laughing. We ended up by bought a bunch of warm pies. Yeah, yeah. I was like, "I'm gonna get pies and like put them in my pocket. Yeah. <laughs> Keep my hands warm." So you got apple pie. Pies in your pockets. Yeah. That's awesome. Oh man, that's so crazy. you got the Colorado experience. Yeah, yeah, you did. You did. The that's, other that's po- what that's about. So also, Mitch, when I was in Denver, uh, before we start digging into some some of your what you're currently doing, uh, the last time I was in Denver, um, I saw more people who had um, vampire teeth than anywhere in my life, and it was the weirdest thing. I was walking down kind of that main strip there in downtown Denver. And I saw like five or six separate individuals who had filed their teeth down to vampire teeth. Now, was that an abnormal experience for me, or is that normal in Denver, vampire people? Well, I mean, it kind of depends, like what time of year and where were you <laughs> that's at? A great, you know? like, that's a great answer. So, yeah. Vampires are migratory. <laughs> it was nighttime, right? They're, yeah, they are. Yeah, very much. They're very much of uh, nomadic people. So you you got to be that's great. Very careful as to where you're going to be and you know at what time because love- anytime after dark. I got it. So if you're out at dark, definitely you're going to see some vampires out there. Okay. A little bit once or twice. And you know, the third time you're done. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So Mitch, tell us a little bit. Last time you were in town, you and I met up and um, you told me you, if if you, if you don't mind talking about this a little bit, you're, you're, uh, you've been writing, right? You've been in the middle of writing some stuff. 
Oh my goodness! If I could tell you how long I've been in the in the middle, I love, <laughs> act, people 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 who 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 say they write they they love to talk about their writing. They don't write; they love to talk about their writing. <laughs> so so that's kind of that's kind of what I've been doing. But I've actually created now about thirty thirty one stories that have like kind of a compilation of you know my life. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> you know it ranges from one end of the spectrum to the other and you know each one is you know sad happy remorseful absolutely you know depressing but also mm-hmm. uplifting and, and i'm just i'm trying to trying to find that niche kind of for everybody so it's it's been it's been rewarding because i've kind of had to dive deep within me and that's that's the hardest part yeah that's actually that's a we we just had a, a guest on the show uh, last week who was a writer and um you know he he had a a, a life of he was a it's a really interesting book actually um he was a um uh, a really vampire young, <laughs> yeah, he was an vampire. he was an addict I forget what he said meth right he's a meth addict for a long long time but it's his story of kind of growing up in Fresno as a, as a meth addict and then and then getting through and kind of his recovery as well um but talking to him you know he had he had talked a lot about just kind of digging into some of these um, stories of, of his um, like misspent youth, I guess. And um, I, I had kind of congratulated him as well. Cause I, I'm not really a writer. I'm not, um, that's one thing that I've always thought I would like to do. It's just not in me. Um, so being able to kind of dig in and actually write those stories and have something um, very personal like that. I think that's really cool. Um, is it, thank ha- you. Has it been, um, has it been a, a a hard journey to do that, or has it been fairly easy enough for you to kind of know where you were going, or how did you get into this? Well, it kind of was like uh, it was gradual, right? You know, you had you had an initial idea, and that initial idea doesn't really become formidable. So you you look for alternatives, and then this alternative turns into something that is just completely off off cuff for me. In this situation, I I went to rehab. And they, uh, they had asked me to write down uh, some of my grievances, some of the things that I had done under the influence that I wish I wouldn't have done, et cetera. And I was about 22 when that happened. And so, you know, getting to, getting to have that cathartic uh, ability to write things down and, you know, just kind of air to, to a number of people, most of whom I've never met in my entire life, was actually kind of like a, like a wow, this, this makes an impact on people. And mm-hmm. then you know a few years go by and then you you realize like oh shoot here is here is then another another uh, another opportunity where i can kind of just you know share a little bit so it just started with like little texts in my phone you know just little notes this and this and this like this and this and this and there'd just be two or three words mm-hmm. and eventually i have 30 little two or three word stories and it's now you know just up to me to 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 write so you know, it, I guess it's just like that slow, slow, slow progression of just like if you're going to get you off your ass and do it, you you, you got to just get off your ass and, and do it. But it just took me so much longer than I anticipated. <laughs> so, so, but here I am, and I'm and I'm happy. You know, I'm looking for agency. So, so you know, that's 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 progress, and that's, I see that as progress. That's very cool. You know, Mitch, I I I'm going to say this, and I really mean it. Is I'm very proud of you. Um. At, as a friend, I, I, uh, you know, I met you when you were still in high school 
Um, I was a recent. And Max was like forty. It was a really creepy relationship. Yeah, I was. We were, I was like, yeah, it was very strange actually. Um, I was oh right. I was recently out of high school. Um, we became actually. Uh, I was. Uh, I was assistant directing a, sh- a play at Clovis High. Um, uh, Annie, get your gun. And um, we kind of met through that. You were pl- actually still I'll tell you the truth. It's a true story, Mitch. In my phone, your name is Chief Sitting Mitch. Because you Chief played, Sitting Mitch. Chief Sitting Mitch, because you played the role of Chief Sitting Bull. Mm. Mm, that's that's right. right. Yeah. And uh, I, d- I remember I had to, like, reach out to you to, I don't know, do something for the play. And I didn't know your name. So it was Chief Sitting Bull. And then I eventually learned your name was Mitch. So your name was Chief Sitting Mitch in my phone. It still is. Yeah. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. W- so y- you- we, had, we had a pretty pretty interesting interaction to be to begin with i mean i i I had always thought you was like this person of like oh this is this is a thespian you know this is this is somebody with you were a lesbian (laughs) oh my goodness without question with a beard and so such you know a glossy demeanor um but uh, you alongside you know uh nelson you know the one of one of the you know uh really uh, prodigal minds of our of our era you know, you two were just seen as this, just this, you know, you have the art and you have the physics, you know, you have the, the sacred and you have the profane, you know, and it was just this, it was this, you know, kind of beautiful harmony that you two had. So that's kind of what Max and Nelson me. were in one play combined in high school. <laughs> I'm feeling a little uncomfortable. Should we leave? You guys don't understand how incredible I was, apparently. <laughs> you, don't, you don't remember. Was. You just don't remember. I, I remember it differently. I love it. And so we, we, we met. And, um, but you know, like I said, I, I'm getting back to the point of how proud I am. Cause I know you, you went through, you went through, a um, some hard times, right. And sure, sure, it, sure. it's been really cool to see you, um, come out of this and, and become just very, um, kind of like find yourself in this, um, artistic world that you've always been in and kind of finding, I think your, um, your, your niche or your niche, if you will, in, in this artistic world within your writing. Cause I know, you know, we both had a big passion for theater and a lot of different things. So being able to find that in writing, I think is very cool. And I'm very proud uh, to see you do that. So I wanted to uh, well, give you a congratulations on that. Yeah. I, wow. Thank you. Very I have much a, so. a cool story about Mitch too. He, um, I have very, tell me Austin, tell me. No, no this is me. Justin. This is Justin. Don tell Schlicks. me Justin. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Excuse yeah. me. I'm so excited. So I also met Mitch while I was, um, directing a play at Clovis high with Mrs. Kaler mm-hmm. And the great Susan Kaler. The great Susan Kaler. <laughs> the great. And um, I was doing my student teaching at the time at Clovis High. And she's like, come help me direct the play. And um, it was Diary of Anne Frank. Mm-hmm. And Mitch was in there, so Got I got to know comedy? Mitch. Yeah, it's a very funny <laughs> yeah. show. If you've never seen it. Yeah. Um, um, I love and, the music. Yeah. And a real romp. A real romp, yeah. And I remember Mitch just standing out as a great performer. Mm-hmm. You know, as high, it's rare to see high school, you know, students that just have. Uh, he was playing, you know, an older man. Mm-hmm. Were you playing the father? I can't remember, Mitch. Were you Anne Frank's father? No, not the, not Otto. I was I was uh, Mr. Von Don. That's right. That's not right. Like I remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and but it, he had such an air about him that it wasn't mm-hmm. like watching a high school student act. You know, he's yeah. he's a great performer. Yeah, Mitch, a, a good performer, any good performer has something that you can't describe. It's what the French call the je ne sais quoi, <laughs> right? And Mitch has that. Uh, right? He's got the je ne sais uh, quoi. 
Yeah. So, uh, so uh, you know, this is too, becoming too complimentary, gentlemen. You're making me uncomfortable. <laughs> no, but so my story with Mitch was um, that happened, and then maybe a year or two later, I was teaching at at a charter school. That's where I met uh, Stupid Asso, hey. and hey. Um, <laughs> he, uh, I was directing a show, and our school had never done any type of theater. So I had like six kids that were coming to my theater class and we're doing like improv and Mm -hmm. you know stuff and i was teaching them stuff and then we decided to do a show well this show was like you know it was like a one act with like just it was i don't remember what it was called but it was like they were like funny dates and and so i needed someone to pull it together because none of the students had ever acted before and i just needed someone i could count on and so i got a hold of mitch and mitch came in he didn't go to the school or anything didn't know any of these students but he came in made friends with all these, you know, students at my school, and they all just, like, fell in love with him and looked up to him. And he helped us put on a, a really funny production. Mm-hmm. He, he kind of played the, meet, like, you know, multiple uh, main characters in this kind of, like, one-act comedy show and kind of saved my hide there for my first show that I ever directed. So I'm very grateful to Mitch for doing that. So all these years later, oh, I said thank man. you. Yeah. Oh, man, that makes me so happy. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, I, I got a Mitch story. One time, I, one time, I, me and Mitch were in a foxhole in Vietnam. <laughs> I, we were surrounded by the VC. It was dark. I started crying. He was singing "White Rabbit" by Jefferson Airplane, and it just th- really was so surreal. Yeah. It just like blew my mind. I started singing with him. Every even the VC started singing. With yeah, him. we all came out. We hugged. It was a great experience. Thank you, Mitch. I'll never forget that. Merry Christmas, you know the war is over. <laughs> now from episode 26, a definite oldie but a goodie, we find out why people are kissing frogs. And also Don Schlicks talks about the winners of his bands that are overrated polls. And then Johnny Nobbs will tell you about his blockbuster bathroom stories. Hmm... Um, so guys, I know last week we talked about a couple of things. Um, we talked about, um, Pinocchio ride and, um, yeah. there's been uh, some updates. Yeah, I think let's, let's the, revisit one of the rides yeah. that they're going to be doing because as you know, we talked about it. Splash mountain is being revamped. Mm-hmm. They're getting rid of the whole song of the South theme yeah. and they're yeah. going with the princess and the frog. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My oldest daughter brought this up from a meme that she saw and I looked it up and found out it is actually true. It says, after the Disney movie Princess and the Frog came out, more than 50 children were hospitalized with salmonella for kissing frogs. No way. Yes. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It happened. So I wonder, you know, is this like Disney just not (laughs) thinking or they, you know, I don't know. So Hmm. don't kiss frogs. Do you think they're going to work really hard to make sure there aren't any frogs at Disneyland? Or oh, frogs kissing? Oh, oh, Princesses at Disneyland, maybe? Like the like frogs swimming in the water at Just, the... Uh, you know what? Oh, that would be great. You know what would be great? Once they get this frog and the princess thing going, we ride the ride, and then we complain that there was a frog kissing a princess, salmonella is spreading all over, and they have yeah. to rechange it again. <laughs> Just like in Florida, because the one kid was attacked by an alligator in Florida yeah. on oh, Disney yeah. property. Oh, yeah. Disney got rid of the alligator from um, Peter Pan. Really? And took out any alligator reference throughout the park. Oh, Did they oh, really? No. Yep. Wow. It's crazy. Yeah. So I wonder if Disney's in for a whole new problem with yeah. little girls kissing frogs looking mm. for Mr. Right. Mm. Or just wow. Mr. Right now. 
I, I thought it would be something more along the lines of witchcraft from uh, Princess and the Frog, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the frog kissing, I never would have thought of that. Yeah. That's a new That's one. Pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. We talked last week also about uh, most overrated uh, band, mm. uh, and uh, the polls have spoken. Yeah, let's see. Let's see what they are. Pulling here. up the polls yeah. here. Um, Remember, your choices were U uh, two, Bruce Springsteen, Phil Collins, or Journey. Four. Uh, and running away with it, most overrated band, yes. according to our listeners to the polls. Yeah. U two. Um, yes, yeah, you too. Yes, I love it. I love it. Oh, wow. Now, I, I want to tell the listeners I was vindicated because I was upset Journey was on the poll, yeah. and there are no votes for Journey. for Journey. Zero percent. What if I had replaced Journey with Aerosmith? Mm, I don't know. Aerosmith has one good song. I dislike Journey Just one more than song? Aerosmith, yeah. though. Oh, no. Yeah. Let's not. Oh, here we go again. Yeah. Not once. They have they have a few good songs. I, and they have that old woman singing for them now, right? Uh-huh. Oh, What's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Crawled out of a swamp. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the one good song I like is like their first hit was Dream On. Is the only Aerosmith song I like. You don't like Walk This Way? Even no! When they, even when they did it with Run DMC? Yes, because of that. That's it. Walk This Way. Yes, yeah. but that was more Run, Run DMC's song than Aerosmith, I think, at that point. Yeah, well, I think the, that brought uh, him back. The Armageddon the song, right? That's what oh, brought, my God, that's what, what a terrible Armageddon, yeah. yeah, yeah. Also in the movie yeah. Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band when Aerosmith came out and sang, um, what was it? What would they sing? Oh, my God. Dun, 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 dun. Was that it? Anyways, Aerosmith came on and sang a song, oh. and it was awesome. Was it actually awesome? Yeah, it was the one with the Bee Gees hmm. in it and Peter Frampton. Oh. And when Aerosmith comes out and sings their song, Steve Tyler really steals the show. Because huh. he really sells it. That's oh, okay. amazing. I think his things come together. Come well, they did. Oh, they they have wow. a version of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They probably yeah, sing it because he yeah, did yeah. that. Yeah. Interesting. He, if you ever get a chance so, on YouTube, look it up because he steals a show with that wow. song. So, uh, yes. So going back, Journey is not overrated. My musical tastes are still intact. And somehow, <laughs> Ania. <laughs> Don's looking at me like I'm You're our second nuts. poll of the worst band worst ever. Worst band ever. It's split three-way. Uh-oh. Three-way tie between what? Strain, Maroon 5, and Bon Jovi. Somehow Everclear didn't get any votes on I don't know. How did Everclear slip You know through? why? It's because Fresno loves Everclear. <laughs> Do they? <laughs> they yeah, do. I think they toured here. Like They were here like every yeah, three months. I love them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> In their heyday. Uh, yeah. On the break, I'm going to look up some more Everclear songs so I can prove to you that they only had one song uh, ever that they somehow parlayed into a, a decent career. Good. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They do. So, is this yeah. a lactose intolerance thing, or is it just? I actually cheese? have a dairy. I have a dairy allergy. It's terrible. Really? Yeah. It's really okay. Sad. Yeah, I, I mean, wish it was what, lactose what, intolerance. What happens? Like you just the last time spends that, the night in the bathroom. Oh, yeah. The man. last time I actually like caved and ate a bunch of pizza, <laughs> I was uh, like um, projectile vomiting. For no two way! Days. I couldn't wow. keep anything down. It was terrible. Yeah. That's like, terrible. Blair, that is terrible. Yeah, it was miserable. Nice. Yeah. Holy but, and, geez. Poor guy. Took him a long time to figure this out. As a, He had this since he was little. And so we'd eat dinner. It was yeah. close with the Schlicks family growing yeah. up. Yeah. We'd eat dinner, <laughs> and we'd walk across. Actually, at um, an Italian restaurant. Remember the Blockbuster on Shaw and Clovis? There was a. Uh, there still is an Italian restaurant there. But it was a different Italian restaurant yeah. at the time. We used to be called the Vitucci's, I believe. Vitucci's. So he would eat his Italian meal with you know lots of cheese and sauce and cream and whatever. Yeah. And he, he, we'd go to Blockbuster to rent a movie. We'd just he, be stuck there all night. <laughs> You'd be in the bathroom? Be in the bathroom all night would, long. 
go to the bathroom in Blockbuster, which who knew Blockbusters had bathrooms? You, you gotta go ask for the key. It was extra embarrassing. <laughs> yeah. Was it tied to like a big old VCR? <laughs> uh, or I remember the bathroom well. Thing. They had this big poster in the back of Super, like Superman's death with all the superheroes. Like I spent a lot of time in that bathroom. I know. Uh. <laughs> and that was before like cell phones, so it's like you couldn't really yeah. sit there and do nothing. Yeah, you sit and you'd stare at the just the, dream the, about the, you know. Like, as soon as we get in the store, he'd ask for the key. He'd be in there. We'd be like, you know, taking our time to choose a movie and this, and then he'd come out and be like, okay, let's go. And he'd like turn right back around and walk in no into the bathroom. Way. At least three times. Wow. And we would be in that blockbuster for good a good hour before That's we could terrible. leave. That's yeah. terrible. Yeah, it was bad. So you bad never hour. knew. Well, back then they they really didn't they didn't diagnose these allergies. Up, that right? wasn't a thing. It was yeah. just like, and then eventually it was like, oh, take lactose pills, but that just like didn't do anything. Um, it would just like make it worse. Yeah. Um, and then I would just it was just terrible. So my life was not. So fun. no no milk no ice cream no nope. cheese no all the wow. things I love yeah. You're good with almond milk, though, things like that. Yeah, but yeah. I just don't really like that stuff, okay. though. The only milk I actually kind of, or way off subject, yeah. <laughs> um, soy milk. I can do soy okay. milk because it's actually, like, thick and has some sustenance, you know? It's not just, like, flavored water. water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, it's like it actually has some protein, you know. So can you do that that coconut ice cream, that coconut milk ice cream, that kind of stuff? It's just not really the same. You know, it's yeah. like oil and sugar. Just, I don't know. Yeah, So you just yeah. end up giving it up. Yeah. It's like uh, wanting a fudge bar and eating a poop brownie instead. Yeah. It's not the wow. same. Not the same. Well, like my wife, you know, she's got some issues. I don't know if you're talking. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Tell us more. Eric. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but anyways, she's recently, yes, figured out she can't have dairy. And oh, yeah. so uh, she got some non-dairy. I think Archer Farms from Target. They yeah. have like some good flavors and non-dairy ice cream. It's not and that it's- it tastes bad. It's just I like, can't get over like my mental like i'm just like thinking about it i'm like oh i'm just eating like a big bowl of frozen oil it just kind of <laughs> grosses me out you know i just can't do it i gotcha gotcha yeah okay. but um all right anyways well, well too bad man i'm i'm i feel for you yeah that, well, that sucks me and your wife we'll you know we'll eat some dairy-free pizza together yeah yeah okay. get that at that curry place and last but not least from episode 110 we talked to author abel t fletcher about his book and why was it censored we We're are back. back. <laughs> All right. We have a very special guest on. Um, I finally figured out what was – actually, I didn't figure out what was going on, but we got his microphone to work. <laughs> uh, Mr. Abel Fletcher. How are you today, sir? I'm fantastic. How are you guys doing? Oh, we're doing really well. Great, man. Great. Thanks for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Hey, well, thanks for having me. You know, uh, marketing the book's been uh, a bit challenging, so uh, any any – opportunity to talk about it's been really fantastic so thank you for having me come on today yeah no it's it's been it's been a pleasure um so uh, for those of you who are who are listening um this book it's called casper suburban scumbag is written by uh, abel fletcher but you know he his nickname was, was casper so we're gonna call him casper for the show you started by saying that it's hard though it's it's getting it's hard to kind of get word out and i understand it's hard to get word out about most things oh oh it's, it's, so <laughs> it's uh, let me tell you oh it's even harder when you have a title of a book called casper suburban scumbag you know i knew it was being risky by having a giant meth pipe on the cover <laughs> um but for drug rehab books it's not uncommon to have a syringe or a spoon or sure. some kind of instrument of, of the addiction yeah um 
but uh, just to tell you this the story uh, in the early days of, of when we released the book and it's, the book's been out for a couple of months now i do the i do my own audio for the audible book okay oh you do and that's good because you have a good voice for it yeah oh thank you very much um and so it was submitted and you know i i don't do va work i'm editing it in my house my setup was a friend helping me like you need to buy this 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 so i'm setting it all up and doing it myself um and then audible comes back and they're like hey we love it we're gonna go ahead and sell it on our site good Mm. job and so to celebrate that announcement i i poured myself a martini i set it up right next to my book i snapped a picture of it and i posted it on instagram for on the company site and um the idea was I was just going to tell the few followers I have on Instagram, hey, look, Audible said I, I did a good job. So if you guys want to listen to the audiobook, you can buy it on Audible. Right. And Instagram goes, hey, this is a great post. You want to promote it? And I'm like, uh, yeah. So I do the whole credit card thing and I, I send out, yeah, let's get it promoted. And uh, a couple of seconds later, I get a message from Instagram I am permanently banned forever promoting anything on Instagram. Oh, jeez! And I'm like, that sounds like Instagram. Yeah. I'm like, oh, oh, okay. So they're like, well, you can appeal it, but most appeals don't. And I'm like, well, I'm going to appeal it because I don't know what I'm doing. I'm not a social media person. Right. Yeah. So I appeal it and I go, I don't know what I did wrong. If you could explain what I did wrong, I'll never do it again because I'm not really sure. No response back. I'm like, okay. I I did another interview um, with uh, um the uh this gentleman on twitch lack of time mm-hmm. he's also my dungeons and dragons dm and um <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> i just before we go live he goes hey i just want to let you know that scumbag is classified as hate speech uh, and if no, anyone types geez. it no in the way. chat we're gonna get pulled so He's like, I think we could do the title on the marquee, but that's it. And we'll, mm. we'll, we'll try to stay away from saying the name of the book. It's like, oh, okay. I was like, that's weird. And at the time, I didn't put two to two together. Um, then uh, Amazon and Kindle let me know. They're like, hey, look, we have a marketing a- avenues. And all these marketing avenues that, that Kindle and, and Amazon put together, they're they're really helpful for independent authors. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, I've got no budget for marketing. So sure. all this all this stuff really helps out a lot. So I'm excited to do all these these little things to get the word out. Um and uh so there's the the lock screen or the load screen advertisements on Kindle and I was going to advertise on that. So I went through the whole hubbubaloo of that and uh Kindle came back and said, "Okay, we can't actually do this cuz mm. the title of your book is offensive." Mm. And that's when I realized all the other marketing stuff I had, because I, I've actually reached out to marketers going, I'm trying to market my book. Um, and I keep getting denied over and over and over. Well, what I, what it turns out is scumbag is considered hate speech. And so I'm not able to market in any of the mainstream avenues. Oh, wow. brilliant. Man, Who would have guessed? I never would have thought. I, I didn't think Me scumbag no. was a, was a, I mean, to be fair, I didn't Mark know most term. words. I guess if you're a millennial and a little snowflake, every little bit hurts. So. Yeah, but it is available on Amazon, right? It is available Good. on Amazon. Because I have some Amazon credits, and I would love to hear you read this book to me. So I'm going to get it. Yeah, I would it's on it. Audible. I saw it on Audible. It's on. Yeah. You can also get it, I believe, Kindle. Right? It's available on Kindle. Yep. 
Yeah, because if, if, if you have an aversion to Amazon, it's on Google Books as well. Now, right. did, nice. did you ever did you ever just, uh, thought about maybe changing that scumbag or, or no or is what? It too late. <laughs> is, is it just completely too late? I don't know how publishing well, works. It, it's it's not too late. I there's a greater conversation of censorship going on in this country. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's and true. Yeah. My default instinct is to kind of dig my heels in the ground and be like, "Good well, for you." Yeah, um, it's it's not offensive. It's self-deprecating. Sure. Uh, here's the irony of of the word "scumbag" on the title. I don't use "scumbag" in any of the book. I only use it once, and that's the title. I don't actually say "scumbag" in the rest of any of the stories I actually mm-hmm. use. So. Um, I, it's it's one hand I really want to sell my book and I want people to read it and on the other hand it's like I I feel like censorship's gotten out of control and I want to stick to my guns on this and we deeply um, respect you for that absolutely yeah. I feel the same or, way or you could just say maybe that was that was your last name Skoom, Skoombagi Skoombag, or something Skoombag yeah. <laughs> Skoombag <laughs> that's, my, yeah. that's my name Skoombag you making fun of my name yeah What's the book's on? called oh. Suburban it's called yeah, suburban. Casper Skoombag's <laughs> Suburban I don't understand <laughs> what the problem is here <laughs> well and the thing is it's like you there there's no one to argue with it's all algorithms. No, you're yeah, right. Yeah, so I can't. I, I, there's no one to reach out to and be like, hey, this is not okay. Um, and, you know, I. one of the things that happens when you write a book is you have to reread it over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And so when you're done with the editing cycle, you are ready to read anything else, mm. like anything else. So yeah. I, I burned through like five books as soon as I was done with, with, <laughs> with writing it because I, I needed something else. And I was reading... Um, Charles Pukowski, and and at the same time, I, I'm I'm trying to work on some of James Baldwin's uh, uh, plays, and I I just have this sense that both of these writers, both in opposite uh, uh, ends of a spectrum, um, as far as ideology and, and 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 prose and how they they are they articulate their views of the world, and both of them are are two of the most important writers of the 20th century. I don't believe either of them would get published today. Oh, not in a million and years. Yeah. Not in a million years. And I, yeah. I think that, uh, now I'm not com- comparing my writing style to Charles Bukowski or, or James Baldwin by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I feel like, you know, Charles Bukowski's attitude of, no, I'm just going to keep writing it and putting it out there. And eventually society is going to catch up mm, to me. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so that's, that's my hope is I'm just going to keep trying to keep my voice what it is regardless of what corporate censorship says and and hopes to spread you know people pick up the book and, and enjoy themselves at the end of the day i want people to enjoy themselves mm-hmm. yeah. and i don't feel like anything in the book is offensive or prevents them from doing that yeah yeah and yeah and i we we are on this show we talk a lot about um <laughs> <laughs> we are right. uh, talk a lot about being um, sticking to our guns on things censorship and, um, and uh, yeah you know right. and honestly it's probably to be fair it's probably hurt us on our own advertising efforts because <laughs> it's not it's not it's easy. not a popular opinion it's a lot not a, of time. a lot of our opinions aren't the most popular yeah but like we were but Uncle Buddy sticks with us no matter what we <laughs> That's do right. Uncle right. Buddy's eerie he loves us <laughs> yes well He's... we we, we kind of live in a strange reality right we're I mean we're in the Central Valley we're in a conservative stronghold. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we feel like, well, you know, I, I should be able to say this, but we're completely surrounded by 
liberal ideologies and they're like no no you can't and it's like but i i don't see what the problem is i'm yeah. not don't listen to me then but but it's like reverse because you <laughs> right. would think yeah you, you would think these platforms too especially they're they're supposed to be open you know they're supposed to be open discussion and all these ideas and everything flooding into right, these platforms right. too you know and then it's like nope nope censor 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 you know so it, 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 yeah it's really kind of it's really kind of sad because um how many how many writers right now and and we need we need ideology we need mm-hmm. we need new ideology we need new thinkers we need people who are voicing their opinion we need people who who are confrontational in the written word so that mm-hmm. we can challenge ideas and viewpoints to to grow a better nation because that's at the yeah. end of the day the great experiment is to grow a better nation mm-hmm. and how many of them are dead at the gate because uh, algorithm said, "Yeah, that's that's a little too risky for the, the republic you're living in," and, and we're going to say no. Oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, how many how many um, classic books uh, get banned every year? Right. I mean, if new, right, like, we're right. just talking about new authors. I mean, you can talk about classic authors who have been around for hundreds of years and uh, they got banned, and it's like. Um, well, and, and okay. isn't that isn't that kind <laughs> like of a poor Dr. Seuss? Come on, <laughs> yeah. oh, Dr. Yeah. Seuss. When, right, right. When Dr. Seuss is getting his stuff uh, yeah. unpublished, like what chance does a uh, you know well, young think, buck writer have who has a crazy idea? Right? <laughs> isn't <laughs> right, it? God. Isn't it even Kindle that's kind of changing some of the wording in some of these books too, so it's not yeah. so offensive? Uh, yeah. I had a, had a friend just the other day text me, uh, my friend who in the book I, I lovingly call Jim. Uh, he's like, uh, "Hey, well, what do you think about Mighty Python?" And uh, I, I said, well, you know, um, for the time and place, it was revolutionary. It was the British version of National Lampoons. They were yeah. so cutting edge. However, over time, uh, the pacing might not be there and things might be a little bit racist. Mm-hmm. Um, it would have been okay back women. then. Yeah. But now it, it might be a little considered, you know, a little bit racist. And he's like, okay, okay. How about Mighty Python and the Holy Grail? I go, must watch. Just go watch it. That was just go for it. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, the beginning's completely slow, but it picks up and it's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but yeah, no, it's it's time and place of things where we take things out of context and it just all of a sudden it's 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 no longer le- a legitimate joke, thought, or expression. Yeah, so uh, that's that's what we got, guys. Thank you for tuning in. Remember, rate and review. Tell your friends about us. Five stars is the correct Cinco number stars. stars. Cinco. Uh, if there's more stars to give, give more stars. Yeah. But for now, five stars. If you don't know where to start, go there. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. Um, share with us. Share share our shows on social and uh, on Reddit and all the places. Um, and go it. listen to Max do poetry. Yeah, do yes. some poetry. All right. Thank you, everybody. Adios. Adios.